If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief. And you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Podcast Unlocked. Howdy, everybody. I st- we still need a we need like that signature the beyond intro. Uh, you know, the, the Damon does the what's, what's up, up everybody. everybody. Half of IGN does that. Beyond has so. beyond. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like what we got going. Yeah. Just random. Yeah. Just garbage. Shalom. Sort of. Sh- everyone. Oh, I did not see you well, there. Hello. Shalom. Random <laughs> Irish accents. That wasn't Irish. Scottish. Well, last week it was. Yeah. That is what Maybe Marty's Scottish. I don't to. remember. I don't My know. Marty, that was called a callback. What Marty oh, did right there. like uh, <laughs> I don't know. Jeez, what is happening? All right, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's I'm do ready. Show. Welcome to Podcast <laughs> Unlocked, episode 194 for May 6th, 2000. 15. My name's Ryan McCaffrey. To my left, Mitch Dyer. Greetings. Rocking that sweet 8-bit Ninja Turtle shirt. They're actually Koopas. They're, they're Ninja Koopas. I get it now. They're Mario Koopas wearing bandanas. And I thought they, it was they just them in their nunchucks. infant form. No. That is copyright infringement yeah. on two yeah. levels. This is an IGN shirt that we, are, <laughs> that we once upon a time sold and probably deserve Shouldn't have. <laughs> oh, well. Marty Sleva. Well, hello there. Hello there. Yeah. Hello here. It's Wednesday. It is. <laughs> I don't know. This is a weird start. I don't know what happened. I don't know, I don't know what happened either. Okay. You, got, you got a I'm Red good. Bull, though, so you're good. charged I'm up. good. Yeah. Amped up and ready to ride. Woo! Woo! Quick woos. Sean Finnegan, the shark. How's it going, everyone? Chomp chomping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we all thought that was so funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Destin is still in Destiny Land. I have not banned him from the show. It is a voluntary... Uh, ban he has placed on himself. You just wanted to level the uh, playing field in terms of trivia. Well, it does make it more interesting, mm, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> that Dookie Award! Woo. Somebody's making it for me. They Did said. it all for the a Dookie. Ball, a cool listener said he was going to actually gonna create send, the trophy. They're just going to send you a Green Day album. <laughs> well, that's... That would be Pretty make a hilarious though. trophy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you have to give it to somebody else the next year if yeah. you, you know... I like that. <laughs> you could rip it, just rip it in the meantime into your iTunes. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. 
Everybody saw Avengers 2. We all went as a group. A little bonding experience yep. on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was fun. <clears throat> Sean Finnegan, resident yeah. filmmaker extraordinaire. What were your thoughts on that? <laughs> you know, I liked it. Cinema. I thought it was more Avengers. Yeah. Uh, there's something to be said about having seen the Avengers assembled before. That kind of took the magic away from the second one. It wasn't quite as epic as uh, I remember the first one being. That said, it was you know pretty entertaining all around. It was about what I expected. A couple shots or scenes here and there really like mm-hmm. hit me unexpectedly, and I was surprised by them. But overall, it was what I expected from a Marvel movie, and I was decently entertained, not blown away. Uh, yeah, that that's about the sum of my thoughts there. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I went in with you know, typical expectations and walked out going, wow, I liked the human stuff a lot more than I expected and didn't like the action stuff nearly as much as I thought I would. Yeah, I mean, I've said the same thing about Cap 2, which is just like the first 20 minutes of Cap 2 are the most interesting part to me where he's kind of like, you know, a fish out of water, a man at a time, still like that line that he perceives so clearly between good and evil before is now blurred. Like that's way... out of water. A man out of time. Yeah, like that's so (laughs) much more interesting to me. And then it turns into Battlestar Galactica at the end with these helicarriers destroying each other. And I'm like, that's not interesting for me to look at. And I felt the same about Avengers 2. Yeah, I just feel like it blew its action load way too early, way too often. So (laughs) by the time you hit the climax show, (laughs) uh, I just didn't, like there's that like slow-mo shot at the end of them fighting all the... Oh, I was totally feeling that shot. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, was a cool shot, but I just I just felt like we had seen that scene three times already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was action fatigue. Well, yeah, yeah, I think the, the Jeremy Renner stuff in the middle of the movie was was really great. Yeah, that was super. A lot of people didn't and like he, that. He was my least favorite part of Avengers One. Yeah, totally. So that was because I mean, nice he was surprise. just like a doofus cipher who got mind yeah, he just wiped. got played. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, that was a weird component of the first movie. Was like Hawkeye is not even in it really. Like it's weird zombie. Hawkeye. And when he is, he's not Hawkeye. So yeah. who is this dude? Yeah. I agree. Uh, like I said, I you know I hold I want the Marvel movies to be better than sort of lowest common denominator, like most commercial sort yeah. of action spectacles that they are. And there's something to be said about that. Like I you know popcorn movies are popcorn movies for a reason, but this is very much a popcorn movie. Like I went in expecting that, got that, and was pleasantly sort of like surprised. I guess. Yeah, so I was I'm, in the same boat. Like I. I wasn't expecting to be blown away, and I had fun. It was a good time. I felt like, for all those action sequences, I almost feel like, am I just numb to these films now? Right. Yeah. Like, there, there's just so much going on, so much crazy action that 10 years ago would have melted my face. Yeah. Oh, Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark style. And the thing is, I think it still is melting a lot of people's faces, but I perceive this sort of superhero fatigue coming a lot sooner than I agree with else. that. I'm completely. with you, yes. Yeah. Everyone says that. This is the second biggest weekend of all time. This yep. movie's going to make $2 billion. Of course. So the money and the tone are different things, though, right? Like, you can make a ton of money and still have a lot of the audience kind of be weary of it. See Call of Duty. Like, look at Batman versus Superman, right? Like, I'm a huge Batman and Superman fan, and I will see the sh. I will see. (laughs) I will see that movie no matter what happens, if it's good or bad. Yeah, of course. But I want it to be really good. And the more times you get burned, if it's not good, the less and less inclined people get. Yeah. Over time, and I think you know, time is what we're talking about here, right? Like these studios have planned the next ten to fifteen years of their movies, Mm -hmm. and. I just I have this sense that five years from now is when people are really going to be the like, really another coming. one. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I just yeah. don't know where Ant Man fits in all of this either. Yeah. Well, and, and people said that about Guardians, but they, like Guardians is a cosmic story. Like yeah. Thanos is, is going to fit in there the really better, nicely. Maybe the best Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, to me, after seeing Avengers two, I kind of thought, you know, we started from with like Batman Begins, Iron Man one. 
Uh, and I feel like those were sort of smaller personal stories. Yeah, oh, they yeah. had action and sure. stuff, but I feel like that's before too long. That's where superhero movies are going to have to like the pendulum always just swings back and forth, right? Like in mm-hmm. games, for in our youth, like on the NES, everything was co-op, and then Doom and Quake came along, and everything was deathmatch. Yep. And now, like, and then it's sort of everything was team games. And now it's sort of swinging back to more. And then it sort of went back to co-op. Mm-hmm. And now it's sort of swinging back to like deathmatch again. Except sort of, with Battlefront. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in general, like, yeah, I feel like superhero movies are getting so big in scope now, which isn't a bad thing. But I feel like they're going to have to go back. There's going to be the counter to that where they're going to start just becoming more stripped down personal stories yeah. again, which yeah, uh, I hope that's I what Civil War is. Like, I hope Civil War is like Tony and Steve sitting in a room being like, dude, I completely disagree and I think you're a madman. Like, let's talk about this. <laughs> I'm going to go on the record and say that that is not what it will be. I, I'm sure. <laughs> it will not be my dinner without my dinner it's, with Tony. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I want from Civil <laughs> like, War. Like, I, you know, Iron Man 3, people don't really like it. I can't, I did not like that movie yeah, at so, all. Yeah, so like, I like it because like, 70% of the Black time, movie. yeah. One, yeah. it's a Shane Black movie, not really an Iron Man movie. Two, about 70% of the time, it's Tony Stark not in the suit. Yep. Which is the most interesting part of Iron Man to yep. me is Tony Stark, not Iron Man. The big, know? like, the big reveal on that movie and his most important mission, he's just wearing, like, a black turtleneck. Yeah. yeah. And then same thing with, you know, Thor versus Thor 2. Like, the first Thor was really about this sort of Asgardian god, but it was more a story about, like, pride in this father-son relationship and flying too close to the sun and being ignorant to like what it means to rule and stuff sort of kind of more human elements i just wish that all marvel movies kind of took that human element told that human story because like to me the spectacle that's just i don't know it's nonsense it's the same with man of steel the last 70 minutes yeah, bored me right because it was just like destruction porn. where's pa Kent? bring like, him yeah, back it, it was boring where's to me pa- and i i worry that you know because these movies are so successful, all these producers who are making these movies are like, we're doing it right. Let's just keep doing it and do yeah. it bigger and well, more when you and make, faster. When your opening is the Avengers 2's opening, you right. definitely keep doing now, that. Now, an interesting topic came up on Twitter from uh, our newest hire, Brendan Tyrell, on the day we all went to see Avengers 2. Who would you rather be, Tony Stark or Bruce Wayne? Mm. And I thought this was very interesting. Now, I have a definitive answer. I'm curious to... I mean, it has to be Tony Stark. Cause, you yeah. think so? Go ahead. I have to, to explain. Yeah, go. Go. I don't know, because my parents aren't exactly. dead. <laughs> I didn't exactly watch my parents going. get killed as a kid yeah. and feel I'm, this. I'm rich. I'm smart. My parents are alive. I got they... tons of buddies. I don't have to do things by myself. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I got. I, I get to live mm. in a big tower. I got a, a robot friend. Tony Stark There's isn't no sad about who he is, about his yes, he is. Uh, secret identity. Not nearly as sad. He's yeah, but like... he's got booze. No, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Tony Stark's kind of broken. I mean, both Batman's kind of broken too. Batman is super broken. uh, He's found a way to channel it. (laughs) See, for me, uh, Wayne Industries is involved in everything. He has unlimited, completely unlimited resources, even more than Tony. He's uh, terrifying to other human beings in his when he's in his suit, Mm -hmm. and uh, he can he can kick a dude's ass without his costume. Tony Stark is a, a a. meek man outside of that Iron Man suit. Yeah, but he... So I would rather be Bruce Wayne. Bruce, you have to with... live a double identity. You have to lie to yourself and lie to the ones you love all the time. Yeah, Which... but he seems he seems to get by all right. <laughs> he does all right. <laughs> he lives alone in a giant mansion with a weird old British dude. <laughs> Ooh, he loves to death and loves him. He's got some friends. Man, a ruby I... the size of a grapefruit. I totally <laughs> forgot that the last... Or a tangerine. <laughs> the last scene in Iron Man 1 is him revealing that he's yeah. Iron Man. Yeah. God, that's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, first Iron awesome. Man is good, man. Yeah, I put first it up Iron Man is great. Right up at the top of all the Marvel. It's movies. probably like top five Marvel. But yeah, sure. I mean, I didn't like the last, the third <laughs> act of it when uh, Jeff Bridges just, Come on, Tony. It just goes Come super on, over the top Tony. and dumb, and he's in this giant robot suit and <laughs> yeah. saying dumb things. But yeah, like overall, that is definitely uh, my favorite of the Iron of probably of probably all the Marvel of the films, Iron Man's. Yeah. yeah, I would say definitely top three for me. All right. Uh, tweet games. at us who you'd rather be, Tony Stark or Bruce Wayne. Or Marty Sleva. Remember, oh, and that was the other thing, too. <laughs> Option three. Option three. <laughs> I, the other reason I would choose to be Bruce Wayne is so that I wouldn't have metal shrapnel lodged in my heart threatening my life at any given moment. You know what it's like to have to talk like this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what that's like. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, and the last thing before we get moving. You know, we were... Uh, Big discussion last week about the season pass for Arkham Knight. Got a lot of tweets about that. A yeah, lot of tweets. And I thought it was interesting. It, for some reason, this was probably super obvious to everyone, but it only just dawned on me like yesterday. It occurred to me after last week's show that they announced it so early because they knew it was bad news. They knew it was going to go over really badly and they wanted it out of the way. And by they, I'm talking about WB, the, the yeah. publisher. They wanted it out of the way and forgotten, whereas if they announced it right at or right close to the game's launch, it sort of taints and and changes the message. Yeah, I mean, yeah. For imagine, the launch. So they know this is garbage. Imagine and they that. shoveled it on us they, anyway. They had the image of Batgirl, like, ready to go the next day. We're like, oops, yeah. sorry, here's some no, reassurance. Okay, I don't entirely agree with that. I feel like they launched this, and I don't think they were expecting the immediate like what the hell backlash of like <laughs> that's possible too. how dare you like say hey four dollars and we're not going to tell you a single thing about it like that's that was awful and uh, i mean to their credit i think it was a decent <laughs> mia culpa because the list of things that are in the dlc are actually pretty cool yes, like so a prequel batgirl story right um first time to play as batgirl in the series uh and they're Rock's still vague about the Super villains invade Gotham. Right, and, and the new story as... missions for yeah. Bruce. And then the other thing uh, that actually, this is potentially the redeeming quality. I know it won't be quite this good, but I don't know if any of you have played the, because arcades are virtually non-existent now, if any of you have played the very recent Batman arcade game yeah, the where Batmobile one. you are it's driving awesome. any of the different Batmobiles from yeah. the Adam West Batmobile up through the Tumblr. Uh, Which sucks, by the way. <laughs> What's the on team Tumblr oh, sucks, dude? I'm with you. <laughs> no, Tumblr right. is better than the Tumblr. <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not going down this road again. See what I did there? Ah, going down this pump. road again. Because cars go down roads. Cars yeah. go down roads. Except for the Tumblr. Except for the go <laughs> In addition to the Batgirl thing for this uh, season pass, this Arkham Knight DLC. So they're saying you'll drive different Batmobiles from over the years. So, so those if are skins. See, they, they announced Batmobile skins in the first place, and then right. they're like, "You'll get different ones." It's like, "All right, you." If it were, if it were, if they were actually sort of more or less taking that awesome Batman arcade racing game and making it, putting it as DLC within Arkham Knight, I would completely forgive this because that's stuff if they interacted with the environment. Yes, like, if they, and if they were like actual, because that's the arcade game is a ra It's like a combat race game with the different Batmobiles and they each have sort of different properties. If that's what was in this, I'd be all, yeah, I'd be in favor of totally. it. Totally. So anyway, that thought occurred to me. That's it for Oh, and by the way, people are like, "Well, what about why aren't you guys pissed off about the $50 Call of Duty map deal?" Cuz well, I did not yeah. know about that. That yeah, it, that also sucks too, by the way. I mean, totally. It's, it splits the community. It's it's every bit as bad. It's 
fifty dollars. Yeah. The thing is, like, they've been doing that for a while. Like, Call of Duties in the past have kind of had very expensive DLC. This is why, like, it was unexpected. This was my answer. I got up a couple tweets. They're like, "Why aren't you guys hating on the one?" I don't think we're hating. We're just talking about these things. Well, we were using we were, pretty- we were using Batman to make a point about how dumb it was. It wasn't even so much about Batman. It was about how they wouldn't tell us what our money was gonna yeah. what it gonna give us. Three months before the dumb game comes out. Totally, and we know from past Rocksteady games, like the DLC for Arkham City, the uh, like the Robin DLC, mm-hmm. like that stuff is yeah. really good. So they make good content. It had nothing to do with that. It was just like, yeah, they were very unspecific as to what was coming in that package, like almost to a point of like refusing to really tell people yeah. until this point. It's presumptuous. But then also it was unexpected and uncharacteristic of WB in the past to do that. So <laughs> that's why it was a thing. All right, we'll come right back and do some news. IGN's number one Xbox podcast, the Podcast Unlocked, presents the News Unlocked! All right, <laughs> News Unlocked, which, and you missed the <laughs> Spider-Man movie <laughs> rant. You always bring us back right at the end of, like, these weird conversations horrible places. where we're all, like, just laughing at each other, and then it's, like, back into the show. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Well, just think of, I mean, what do you think newscasters who are on live television do during the commercial breaks? They're probably, like, telling dick jokes. And, right. I saw Anchorman. Like, he was being mean to Veronica Corningstone. <laughs> <laughs> I saw what was going on on screen. <laughs> People taking their pants off, throwing footballs. <laughs> Killing a man with a trident. Let's talk about Titanfall 2, because EA brought it up at uh-huh. their quarterly earnings call. Mitch Dyer. Yes, sir. Uh, I missed this, but uh, EA's CFO, Blake Jorgensen, said, you should assume Titanfall 2 is not fiscal 2016. It's more likely fiscal 17. Hey, that's a weird... You know what phrase. assuming does? Yeah. <laughs> Makes an ass out of you and me. That's just a weird, you should assume. Just say, no, <laughs> Titanfall is not... <laughs> Right. Like at that point, you're literally saying it's not coming out at this time. Like, yeah. Just say it. Have some have some conviction yeah. in your words. Reportedly, Titanfall is not <laughs> coming out this time. So I can't think of a more vague way of saying that. Oh you God. should assume that. Like well. telling someone to. Uh, this is classic so, Jorgensen. So, so in <laughs> classic CFO talk. Every time these companies, I I have to get it the times translated for me because the I don't know what fiscal so year means in real yeah. life. What does this mean? So. Rich? Fiscal 2017, which is when they're saying Titanfall 2 is coming out, is between April 1st, 2016 and March 31st, 2017. Okay. That's a pretty big gap. So let's guess, when when do we think Titanfall 2 is going to come out? Now remember, it's multi-platform this time around, which yeah. I think is great because not only is the game awesome, let's get more people playing it and have it do better so that we get more Titanfalls down the road. But the other thing, because I had one, you know, let's call him uh, a very passionate Xbox fan tweet me and say... Well, that sucks. Like, well, no, it doesn't because theoretically, with a as a multi-platform game, it'll have a bigger budget, which potentially could make Titanfall Two a better game than it had been if it had just been Xbox. Yeah, I mean, that's again. what people wanted from that game, right? Like, really, Titanfall's dev time was not that long, and the game they made was made very rapidly based on prototypes that's they had true. made. That they just spent a lot of time making. So, if you give this team a lot more time, they can make a better game. How about that? Uh, I would assume that this is going to come because it has to arrive before April 1st, 2017. I would yeah. assume this is a February-March game, 2017. You think so? Because you, Battlefield Five is, or whatever they call it, like the next Battlefield game right. is a holiday game next year. Wasn't the first Titanfall that same March, time frame? March, yeah. April, yeah. Yeah. spring. See, I, I still think, I, you're probably right, but I still think, to me it would seem like EA would want this to be a pillar holiday title because now it's a sequel, now it's a franchise. Sure. 
you know, maybe they ship Titanfall 2 in like uh, September, October, August or September, and Battlefield is the October, November game. I still think that, like, they're far enough apart that maybe I'm wrong, but I still feel like that's cannibalization territory. Yeah, but it's... Uh, you could be right. I don't know. Like, if you if you veer off enough, it's, it's Destiny, Call of Duty. Sure. That's yeah. true. That's yeah. a fair point. Yeah. Um, and if you Big space it. them out in terms of a September and a November game, you know, I don't think these are going to come out. I, I think it's coming out fall. But fall do you 2016. Have a, yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's not really that different from having Battlefield in October, November, and then having Titanfall in March, April. Because yeah. at that point, like, it's the same gap. And either way, you're going to have one game kind of come along and say, okay, forget that so, past game. Why, why, yeah. did you, why did you say we know Battlefield is They fall? announced that on an earnings call a few months ago. When they yeah. announced that Battlefront was a shooter and coming this year... They also said, and next year, next next holiday, you can see the next Battlefield game. Okay. Also, this all goes with the caveat of everything we love gets delayed. That's sure. true. That classic gaming caveat. That's true. <laughs> well, you do. You should assume. <laughs> <laughs> you do have to wonder, Marty, actually, that brings up a great point, is DICE is busy with Mirror's Edge. Mm-hmm. They're busy, real busy, with Battlefront and the probably large DLC plan that we already know part of. The, I would assume the, DICE LA is doing a lot of that. Fair point. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so how far, how deep does the resource well go in the in the sense of, you know, does, will any of the current projects affect Battlefield Five? Obviously, Battlefield Five is a pillar title for them, but Battlefront is going to sell more than Battlefront. Well, uh, Battlefield, Battlefield will, for sure. What? Battlefront will sell more than Battlefield. Star Wars will yes. outsell their <laughs> other thing. Military yes. men. <laughs> yes. Um, Stormtroopers better than Stormtroopers greater than Do we G.I. know yeah. DICE is leading Battlefield Five? We would assume. Yeah. Well, after Visceral just did Hardline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How big is DICE? Man, three games? That's a lot of games. It's a lot of games. Yeah. Big studio. Yeah, I guess Lots so. Lots of guys. Um, yeah. Ooh. So, Marty, you you well are, said. you and I, <laughs> you and I think you and I think uh, early fall, yeah, twenty sixteen. I'm saying spring twenty seventeen. Spring twenty seventeen. Yeah. I'm with Mitch. I think spring. Titanfall, the first one, benefited from having that same thing, right? Like no big releases early in the spring. Like that was the first one. I mean, also well, this was the beginning from, of the yeah, nothing had been launch, out yeah, at all. Yeah. Console generation, but still, I'm with Mitch. I think spring. All right, we're split down the middle. Tell us what you think. Yeah. And then we'll just make in and out bets about it. I think springs yeah. are going to get start getting a lot busier. Spring is they, like it's, the last two years yeah. has been holiday. Two years. It's been going that yeah. way. Didn't uh, Infinite came out in spring? Yep. Yep. Yeah. April. Absolutely. I think April or May. Yeah. And then we have uh, Titanfall. We, we have I mean, Mass Bloodborne. Effect two and three were spring titles. Yeah. Yep. I played Darksiders, Mass Effect two, uh, like a bunch of games in like my month before I started my first college uh, semester. Roughly. The last Gears of War game, A Judgment, was a yeah. spring yeah. title. I think the, the last God of War game on like Super Ascension, PlayStation Spring 2016 spring might game. have uh, Alan Wake, Uncharted, and Zelda. Quantum Break, maybe? Not, yeah, mean, that's what uh, I, yeah, that's what uh, I Quantum Break. Yeah. That'd be nice. Why if, do those games rhyme? <laughs> yeah. Alan Break. Alan Break. <laughs> Quantum Wake. Oh, like that's a that cool name. title. That's really I like good. that. Let's use that. Yeah. Speaking of dice. Yes. Destin's not here, so I've got to do my best. Got nothing. You got to do your best. And... <sighs> That's good. No, it's not. That's good. No, it's not. You're creating a monster. I'm going to go out on a leap made. of faith and say that <laughs> it's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! So, yeah, uh, Mirror's Edge. I did it. Not, it's not being called Mirror's Edge 2. It's just being called Mirror's Edge. It's a reboot. That's going to be confusing. Yeah. Super confusing. Right, yeah. uh, They've got to give it a subtitle. It shares the same acronym as another high-profile EA title called Mass Effect. I 
would in and out bet they're going to give it a subtitle. Mm. What Mass Effect? Oh, no, oh, Mirror's Edge. That too, Mass Effect and Mirror's Edge. But Mirror's I will, Edge is I will take that bet. I don't. They, I mean, they've already announced the game. I don't think Mirror's Edge is getting a subtitle. Are we betting on that? They're insane if they don't give it one. It's a rebate enough to buy someone a burger. They've, yeah, <laughs> I think we're. I think we have ourselves a bet. Yeah, I bet. Here. I, bet Mirror's I think Edge I'm getting a three by three. When, <laughs> when for free. When Mirror's Edge launches, I don't think it'll be called Mirror's Edge. The hamburger handshake. <laughs> <laughs> you guys right. don't even know what your other bets are. <laughs> no, no, I have no idea. I don't know how many lunches I Orion, how many how vice versa. No yeah, idea. There's a video of it somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. Uh, also, Mass Effect is definitely getting a subtitle. That I believe. I would. I would not take a bet on that. But so uh, Mirror's Edge colon nothing is doing uh, the first quarter of 2016. That, that's in real human time, not in fiscal time. This was another chapter another bit of news out of the ea conference call uh, first of all i'm ludicrously excited for this yeah mirrors edge Luda. is awesome <laughs> thank you mitch <laughs> <laughs> i knew that would land with you second of all uh i want to actually discuss this game because we all expect it to be at e3 yeah <clears throat> and it's been shown twice at e3 yeah not literally shown very limited it was capacity. it was announced with a sort of target render fake but you know here's what we intend this to be trailer when it was announced which made me weep with joy it was so good it was everything that i wanted that game yeah. to be then last year during uh what was easily the worst press conference out of all of them and just a horrible showing by e3 because uh, by ea because it was nothing but Vidocs about about their on, yeah, yeah Vidocs about their development teams which you know who are all wonderful and talented people but they didn't really show video yeah. games and one of those Vidoc things was about Mirror's Edge and it was just a bunch of ludicrously good looking Swedish Luda. people <laughs> thank you Mitch <laughs> <laughs> do we have our new catchphrase Lil Mitch thanks Lil Mitch <laughs> got ninety nine problems but a Mitch ain't one <laughs> hit me <sighs> anyway hip hop. What? I just said hip hop. <laughs> get on the get microphone. Also, what are you doing? What are you, get back and stop it. I didn't, I didn't realize that my dumb joke from the background would become oh. part of the show. <laughs> anyway, so just move on. The couple times they've shown Mirror's Edge so far, they're saying and showing all the right things. Yes. Meaning no freaking guns. Yeah. They're they're and they're talking about yes, we're no co- you know, it's not a combat game, it's a it's a parkour game, it's about movement and platforming. And so for me, I think the next move for them, which is almost certainly E3 this year, where I expect to fully see this game in action, hopefully get to play it by this point, uh, I think their next move is completely key to how this game is perceived from yeah. heading from now into launch. Like, um, what's a good example? Like, Evolve was a game, when it was announced, everybody was psyched. I was like, this game sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then as time went on... They weren't showing all the monsters, and they were kind of just showing the same thing over and over. And uh, and then it's the game sort of uh, attained this perception of oh, there must be, there's no content in this game. They're not showing anything. Turned out to be a really good game, but the, the public perception had sort of turned against Evolve yeah. long before it came out. So I think the turning the the uh, the intersection for this game, whether they stay straight on the correct path here. More road puns, ah. more road references, or or they make a, a left turn into into Crapville. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be at E3. Like if they keep if they double down and stay, keep saying everything they've been saying about yep, 
there are no guns in this game. It's all about the parkour and the movement. Um, then, then I think it's going to be a really well, big, largely hyped title by me, if no one else. Yeah. But if they, if there's a pres- if there's a sighting of a gun in Faith's hand, the perception from us hardcore guys who love this game yeah. f- six years ago, are it's just going to be. I bet when we see a demo, there's going to be a moment where Faith disarms a guy. Yeah. Grabs a gun. Everyone's like, yes, and it's like, it looks like she's going to fire it, and then she just takes it apart. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be good. I would love that. Yeah, I mean, this is, the game I want from Mirror's Edge is a first-person racing puzzle game. That's what I want. With a rad world, a rad story, and a rad art style. Honestly, like, I played Mirror's Edge. I played, like, almost all the way through it twice, but never actually finished it. What? Because I kept getting distracted by the time trials. Oh, those are cool. I played the level one time trial for 10 hours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Loved it. Love that stuff. That's what that's all about. Yeah, I just think, I mean, there are too many other Me Too shooters and first-person games. I, I really think, I want to see if EA and DICE have the balls to follow through on what they've shown totally. from the, with this game so yep. far. Because it, it is a risk, you know, doing a triple A big-budget first-person game that's not about guns. Mm-hmm. So I hope that they have, mm-hmm. I hope they're not going to crowbar in uh, a you know a gun level yeah for the kids a second character who likes guns like nope don't do that S- stay Come true in. yeah hold strong and the 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 hardcore enthusiasts we will we will follow mm-hmm. very curious to see what happens with Mirror's Edge mm-hmm. at E3 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how did the first game sell not too uh, not well. great yeah. well but they they released it during the holidays and so it, you know it was a new IP that was weird. Yeah, and so it it you know if that game had come out in a March situation, it probably what year did it come? Two thousand nine, two thousand eight, right? Once, but yeah, two thousand eight. I don't remember how I had heard about this game, but I remember buying it in college and like singing its praises all through it, like to all my friends because it's so good and it's yeah. super unique. Mm-hmm. The art style, every bit, even though it's a you know what seven year old seven twenty p Xbox three sixty game. The, the art direction is. Mm-hmm. Immaculate in that I game. I think there's yeah. Besides some random weird things like guns and stuff, like the little story cutscenes, the characters, like the little the, the story in general, the art style, the platforming, it all came together really, really well in this unique completely. way. And like, I I think EA recognizes that it's something super unique, and they'll stay the course. Yeah, I believe in them. You have faith. You yes. <laughs> I was gonna say I like that. I was gonna say you believe in them, EA. What do you guys think about maybe? Uh, <laughs> That's gonna be their next marketing well, tagline. They just go believe. So, what do you guys think about maybe you, multiple protagonists or playable characters? No, maybe not in the campaign, but nope. with different parkour. No, nope. all about faith. Wait, let him finish. Yeah. <laughs> like, so one of these things, and this is a totally unrelated game. But did you guys ever play uh, Thomas Was Alone? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So. What I loved about that game is like all the blocks have oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. different personalities, not just personalities, but abilities. Not abilities yeah, like but like they, they all, serve different purposes. Yeah, like I think parkour is one of those things that if you double down on the parkour aspect of it, people parkour differently. They have different styles. Yeah. People have different strengths. Like people can leap further, jump higher, or roll better, or tumble better. 
Would you like to see that implemented into different protagonists? I want to just game? somersault everywhere. Only, if it's, only if it's co-op and I can do that in a simultaneous two-player campaign. Man, how cool would it be to see be? someone like 100 feet ahead of you well, and stuff they're doing is affecting your path? And like do two-player parkour moves where you like got like vault yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. or you know like Splinter Cell Chaos Theory co-op from back in the day. Yeah, or it's like by yourself you can't leave up that wall because you, you're not you're not Michael Jordan yeah, but you can but like, Sean, like run jumps me. and like boost. Like that would be cool, man. Or like you were saying like if it affects the environment like if I jump off something and it crumbles behind me Ryan can no longer take that path because yeah. I ruined it. Or opens up a new path. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stop ruining my paths, Mitch. Sorry, man. Or like Stop revolutioning <laughs> my levels. <laughs> or like in Time Trial it'd be really cool if like you're playing one character that you know can leap further, so you can make a jump that someone else can't. But then that character, like the other character, is smaller or can yeah. tumble better. They can like so bounce can take a between walls faster. Yeah, yeah like they higher. can scale faster. Like I think that'd be really cool to just. It would make the gameplay deeper, and it would make the parkour element more nuanced. I take it back. I would like that. Yeah, like it depends on how it's <laughs> implemented, obviously. But yeah. I think that would be a cool idea. Cool, good stuff, Sean. Yeah, the shark bites again. Jump, jump. <laughs> I tried to say chomp, chomp with mm-hmm. the Jaws theme. Yeah. Jump, 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 John Williams. Yeah. Chomp Williams. Chomp Williams. Chomp Williams. I was so close to being first on that Oh, my goodness. First, is that what we're calling it? Oh, man. Let's move on. Tony Hawk is back. So is his caterer. That was, that's so sad. I'd feel bad if I was that kid here. Marty, tell us about Tony Hawk and what he's up to now. Uh, yeah, for the past like year or so, they've been uh, he's been hinting, they've been hinting uh, that there's a new Tony Hawk game in the works. Uh, he went on stage at Sony's CES conference and uh, mentioned it. And then a little while ago, he had an event at a skate park and a caterer took a picture. He was like, hey, I'm catering this event. There's a big logo that said Tony Hawk 5 in the background. He's <laughs> like, well, this is a video game we're getting. <laughs> Uh, and so our friends at uh, Game Informer announced that uh, we're getting uh, Tony Hawk 5 this fall and that uh, in the same breath it said it's going to be a return to traditional Tony Hawk, but it's going to have uh, projectiles and certain missions and power-ups. Projectiles? Yeah. So I never played <laughs> Tony Hawk <laughs> past Tony Hawk 2. Okay. Which oh, I man, think is the best three. one. Yeah. And, and four. Three. Four was great too. Three and four, yeah. Three, four. that's really when good. I didn't get, those were both on PS2, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they were both on PS1 as well? No. Yep. Really? I played Tony Hawk 4 on PS1. Oh, it was like a hampered dumb. version of it, but yeah, it was still do that. great. Yeah, so I never got around to seeing Tony Hawk as people, I guess, as this generation really remembers is like what it became. So it's pure in your mind? Yeah, like I remember it being just that. Yeah, that's uh, great. Where, where did projectiles come into the No, do I don't know. know. Do projectiles know. are coming into places. Oh, like they, the, the series got weird with uh, what are the American projectiles? Wasteland and mm-hmm. Project 8. and I don't know. No, no, I, no, no, none of us know what this means. Like that's The so series got weird to where you could get off your board, and then there was... This, it was so like this an being, open world game with weird yeah. quests and stuff. And this, so this is being developed by Robomoto, who Correct. did Ride and Shred, which were the ones where you actually had a board in your living room, like a Wii Fit board, oh, sort man. of. Um, but they also did Tony Hawk HD, which came to XBLA a couple of years yep. ago. The, by the way, I... Master of just the first game. Yep. I'd uh, like to... Combined first and second. I would like to applaud Activision, though, for, you know, because Riot and Shred were unmitigated disasters Mm -hmm. for, you know, for going with Robomoto again and not just being like, wow, those guys made two disasters for us. We're never working with them again. I mean, I would assume that those games were probably not Robomoto's fault. Like, they probably made the best game they possibly could. With that horrible tech. With the horrible tech. Yeah. Um, 
I, yeah, I think the fact that it's called Tony Hawk 5 is uh, the thing that's really interesting to me because it's them saying, like, hey, we're going to go back to w- sort of what made this series yeah. an iconic that series during, a, across two generations of consoles. An enormous display of confidence. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you know, we don't have a ton of details right now, but f- as, as of now, I'm super on board. On board. Skateboards. Oh, love I love you. Kickflip McTwist. <laughs> that was a skate move. 720. Yeah. Splits. <laughs> They should just rename. There should be a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 bundle, console bundle for Xbox. But just for that bundle, they call it the Xbox 720. That's pretty good. Right? It's pretty good. Who's with me? That's pretty good. I bet this game's (laughs) going to be downloadable, so that'd be a weird bundle. (laughs) Um, All right. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have more about that leading up to its release this fall. Keep it locked. Autumn. They dated it, or? They just said later this year. Time framed it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Late breaking news before we got on the show today. According to longtime Microsoft blogger Paul Therott, his sources are telling him that the Xbox One is going to get t- uh, DVR functionality for TV later this year, which is definitely a thing that people have been calling for since the console came out. I remember Microsoft saying, like, no, it's not really possible. The cable and satellite companies basically, you know, C blocked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the old C block. The old C, old C block. <laughs> and I'm not talking about a cinder block. Uh, do you guys? I mean, who? Do, do any of the four of you, including me, watch uh, watch TV through your Xbox? I do not have no. cable. Nope. Yeah, I cut the cord. Yeah, I don't have yeah. cable. Everybody here, same boat. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, it seems like it seems like kind of a no-brainer technology for people who do have cable because it's already yeah. the signal's running into your box. The box has like a hard drive in it. I mean, it's a small one, obviously. Especially with games on there. Yeah. Uh, so, But it seems like it should just be able to do that. So having the functionality is cool. I just don't see anyone using it. Like, space is already really limited. And like I said, most people <clears throat> most people I know don't have cable anymore. Well, the, the question I would have is, if who does it, this doesn't seem to really appeal to a lot of people because if you cut the cable, like uh, like the four of us, this probably isn't going to entice you to resubscribe to cable television just so that you could get this DVR functionality, quote-unquote, for free. And then if you already do have cable, you then probably you already, already have, have a DVR. DVR. Yeah. 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 So it's, I mean, I guess theoretically you could stop paying your provider for that and then they'd have to swap out your... Uh, your box. Your box, yeah, your whatever. Yeah, I, I feel probably... like it's mostly built in these days. Yeah, mm-hmm. like if you have Comcast or Cox, if it's down in L.A. or whatever the SoCal <laughs> area, yeah. Like I think Phoenix is this Cox too. <laughs> yeah, the Phoenix area. It's <laughs> it's <laughs> the box has like a DVR in it. And it's just like that's built-in functionality, you know. Like it's just something you get. Cox box. <laughs> get out, Marty. <laughs> I'd like you to believe. <laughs> What? As in get out. Eave. Believe. Believe. Yeah. Believe. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I think this is mostly, if this comes to pass, I would assume this is mostly Microsoft filling a hole in the, uh, like, it's the all-in-one entertainment system. You don't yep. even need a set-top box. Yep. But I, I do need the DVR. Oh, yeah, you do need the DVR. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you got to keep that. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking this. More functionality is awesome. Sure. Yeah. This, this is a 100%. good thing. It's, it's, it'll be a free feature. But, yeah, I just question how many people are actually going to use it, who this totally. is actually for. But uh, So, according to Paul Therott, whose sources are usually fairly on point, yeah. look for that hitting the Xbox later this year. I'm sure if it's real, they'll probably 
Well, maybe they won't give it a passing mention at E3 because I think Phil Spencer learned to not talk oh, yeah. about non-game things. <laughs> at least at E3. not at E3. Yeah, maybe another time. This is a press release. Yeah. Xbox One now has TV DVR functionality. Disney Infinity 3.0. What's going on with that, Mitch? Uh, that's a game that is going to actually drive me to bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't play the first two Disney Infinities. I like Disney stuff. I like superheroes a whole lot. But Disney Infinity 3.0 is all Star Wars with bonus stuff from like Age of Ultron and Other Tron. And Mulan. And Mulan. Anything that ends with on. <laughs> uh, it's got Mickey Mouse. Mickey sure. Mon. Mickey Mon. Uh, yeah, so it's... It's all Star Wars themed, like drawing from the Clone Wars, which is a series I really love. It's got uh, two separate campaigns, one that is Clone Wars themed, one that is original trilogy themed. So how many of these toys to life are you buying? I mean, if it's, if it's, all, if it's mostly Marvel and Star Wars things. I mean, if you name a Star Wars character, I'm probably going to buy it as a figurine, honestly. <laughs> I mean, you, pulled, you physically birthed one on the show last week. You birthed a, car- a, <laughs> That's a true. figure. Yeah, out of your chest. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, are you going to buy a Panda Baba? I would buy a Panda Baba. Yeah. I'd buy a Lobot. No. Oh, Dengar? Yeah. I'd buy a Dengar in a heartbeat. You yeah, he's like a dumb so, mummy. Like a, I find it interesting <laughs> like that we're already... Fat, stinky mummy. Just with the, the third Disney Infinity, we're already like... There's nobody from the farm team. These are all the free agents now. Like These are the guys that we bought and yeah. imported. Like, okay, yeah. here's the Marvel people, and yeah. here's the uh, Star Wars people. This game also has like 85 different development teams working on it. That's Avalanche is in charge of it. Okay. Ninja Theory is doing the melee Wait, combat. Avalanche is in charge the, of it? The, not the, that Avalanche. Salt Lake City. <laughs> there are two. Avalanche in Sweden does Just Cause okay. and Mad they, Max. They did Toy Story 3, which yes. was a oh, really good game. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of where this came from. Yeah. Like the sandbox mode and that wasn't. Wait, is it still... It is, it's Avalanche. It's the same company? No. Okay. There's, I think it's Avalanche Studios in Sweden. Okay. Does Mad Max Just Cause. Yeah, yeah. This is, I think, Avalanche Games. All right. One of those needs, needs to change. I <laughs> agree. <laughs> So Ninja Theory is doing the melee combat, the mm-hmm. lightsaber stuff. Uh, Sumo DMC. Digital is yep. good. Yeah, Sumo is doing the driving. They did Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing, which is awesome. That game's great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like and a, a lot of other racing games, yeah. by the way. Uh, there's another dev team specifically doing the original trilogy mm-hmm. or the prequel trilogy content. I can't remember which. Yeah. Uh, God, it's just like Jonathan uh, this... Blow's handling all the Mulan stuff. <laughs> 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 I don't know if they're weird. Let's just start adding weird developers. Like Cliff Ko- Lazinski's <laughs> doing the arena shooter portion yeah. of the game. <laughs> Kojima's now on the project. <laughs> I, why, by the way, Dis- Disney Infinity 3.0, shouldn't it be called uh, Disney Infinity 3PO? Am I out of the frame yet? <laughs> <laughs> why? Just say it, it's a missed opportunity. It's all about Star Wars. You're right. That's it the is. second marketing campaign I've written for someone in one show. <laughs> you got to start charging for this. I know. I'm giving away all the good stuff for free here. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm excited for this game. I, uh, I'm not super into like the make-your-own-games games, but I love Star Wars so much. I love the idea of combining all these different like eras. Like Luke and Leia are hanging out with Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> So fighting Grievous, like what? This doesn't make any sense, but it's awesome. Do you guys think so? There, there's been Lego Star Wars, and we we have Lego Dimensions, the other big new toys to life game. Yep. Does Disney Infinity and this does this preclude uh, a Star Wars hookup for Lego Dimensions? Right. Like I wondered about mm. this when we when we first heard about Dimensions. My first thought was like, great, Lego Star Wars. They have a great relationship with Lego. Right. They're going to make a billion dollars. 
Now I wonder. I don't know. Like, I had thought EA had the exclusive uh, rights to Star Wars games, but this is a Disney Infinity game. It just has Star Wars stuff in it. So yeah. Could I mean, that also, also same thing about well. Marvel. Yeah, yeah there have been Marvel Lego games, too. That's very true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I could I could see both sides. I could see uh, Disney not wanting to sort of split the market and being like, nope, if you want a Toys to Life, Marvel slash uh, Star, Star Wars thing, you have to play this here. game. But I, go, but I could also see them being like, love money. <laughs> we, love money. Yeah. Yeah. Just pay we us a bunch of money. either way. Yeah. We, yeah. we make the money either way, no matter whose I mean, name yeah. is on the box. Like, I'm probably going to buy, if there is Star Wars stuff, I'm probably going to buy Lego Dimensions toys because mm-hmm. they'll probably be cool. And I'm, I'm not going to play that game, but I would have like a little Boba Fett. You're right. You're weirdo. Damn it, Mitch. I know. I'm gonna pay fifteen dollars for Lando Calrissian. You're a you're a Dengar. <laughs> oh. Also, they're doing a Force Awakens set for Infinity this year. Oh. So nice. you'll probably get your Kylo Ren and your BB-8. Chewbacca. BB-8. Yep, that was BB-8. Chewbacca. That was him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of Star Wars, Mitch. Yeah. I'm gonna go to you because you're our Star Wars expert. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you heard, but. Battlefront only has four planets, so that means there's not enough content. There's only <laughs> possibly eight maps, which isn't enough. No, uh, there's uh, 12 maps in Star Wars Battlefront we found out this week. Isn't that exactly what we predicted on yes, the show? Is. Yeah, Three uh, maps per planet. Yeah, I, I think it might even be... I don't think it'll be evenly divided, because... I don't think Solus so. is going to have... Solus like sounds two. like they're going to have four on Whoa, that planet. Really? Yeah, there was a... In the, the article that they wrote about... <clears throat> about maps, excuse me. They said that they wanted each level to have its own theme, and there's one like lava theme, one that's sulfur theme, one that's Death Star themed, and one that was something else themed. So that's for specifically for Solist. How many maps can you do on Hoth? Like there's one iconic scene on Hoth. You can kind of. What if you just have a very small Wampa cave? It's, it's probably just a like very tiny Wampa cave, and everyone's in, in the pitch dark. Yeah. It's just a pitch black level. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I'm sure there's like modular stuff where if you want to play smaller skirmishes, because there is close quarters battles, and like they do have modes tailored for that. Maybe there's a, yeah, a, a scale, a Hoth yeah. variant, right? Mm-hmm. So I would assume that Hoth is one, maybe two maps. Uh, Solist is four, it brings mm. us to six, so that's two extra planets. Like yeah. Endor could have a couple. Tatooine could have a Tatooine's lot. Tatooine's got a lot, right? Yeah. Like you could do Mos Eisley, you could do the canyons. You, you do Jabba's Palace. Yeah, like there's all sorts of stuff. Um, I don't think it'll be three each. Okay. I just, because uh, three Hoth maps? Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, here's the other flat snow land. <laughs> and then uh, a month later after the game comes out, yes. we get the free, uh, the Jakku DLC, which yep. is two maps, two maps, correct? And so. I think that's why people worried that it would only be eight maps, because, hey, there are four planets. The Jakku DLC is only two maps. <clears throat> that must mean that these are also mm. two maps each. Uh, so by December, this will have 14 maps. All right. Which, for me, is plenty. That is plenty. I'm sure that we will play four of them over and over and reject them. Well, that's true. That is true. It's rare that a, you know, most shooters, almost two of, without exception, are just, are that way. Where yeah. you got, you got your, you know, three or four standouts. There yeah. aren't a lot of Halo 2s in the world where it's just like, every map's amazing. Yep. Yeah. Marty. This is the only thing that matters this week. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> if you listen to the rest of the episode, forget about it. Uh, ukulele, which is a kickstarted uh, video game by former it's uh, Playtonic. The, the studio is called Playtonic, and it was or Playtronic, not Platonic. Plantronics. <laughs> Plantronics. Uh, it was former <laughs> a bunch of former Rare developers who worked on <clears throat> Donkey Kong Country and Banjo Kazooie and Viva Pinata, uh, and they uh, if you launched. Like Viva Pinata. That's a that's, that's a, a palette swap ninja. That's song a Pina Canada. Pina Canada. Um, 
Yeah, they uh, launched their Kickstarter for their game Ukulele, which is a little uh, uh, lizard named Yuka and a little bat named Lele. Uh, they were asking for uh, 175,000 pounds, which is evidently British money. It's like yeah. 350 grand. Yeah, and they got that within an hour. Uh, <laughs> okay. Within a day, they were at a million by the end of the weekend. It was the quickest video game to a million, to a million ever. Yeah. Third quickest Kickstarter anything to a million ever. Wow. Uh, I think the Pebble was one of the only things mm. faster. Uh, they're already well over. They're almost at like two and a half million now, and they have another three, four weeks left. Uh, <laughs> You're nostalgic. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but they were just, I mean, they just crushed uh, Kickstarter goals, and this game is coming uh, supposedly next fall to uh, – Next fall is in 2016. Uh, no, are we talking fiscal? Are we talking fiscal? We talking fiscal? <laughs> you can assume that it is coming. Um, uh, coming to all consoles, including uh, Xbox One, which is incredibly which exciting. All, yes, it's great. Uh, by the way, the do, did the font for the game, the font logo, really have to look exactly like Banjo? Oh, it, did you listen to the music on the Kickstarter site? No. Because gun to my head, I would have been like, I think that's a Banjo Kazooie. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this game, if you saw it, we debuted uh, some of the footage when yeah. we sort of uh, debuted this game the day before the Kickstarter. Uh, definitely. I mean, the, the relationship between the characters looks like Banjo-Kazooie. The font looks like Banjo-Kazooie, which I'm sort of fine with. Like, yeah. these guys... They so, can't make literal Banjo-Kazooie. No, sure. Exactly. My um, question, though, is, is it interesting? Like, you're a big fan of Banjo-Kazooie. That game means a lot to you. Yeah. You loved it at the time. You love it now. Do you want a new game that is just that? Like, yeah. is that enough? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's been is. wanting that forever. I, I mean, honestly, it is enough. Uh, 100% yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a yes for a lot of people, apparently. Yeah. I mean, we got God, it's it was a genre that became oversaturated. Sure, that became just you know, yeah, it, they became too heavy. The moderate, the military shooter of its day. Exactly. I and think so, we were talking about this recently. Like there is no mascot platformer. Anymore. Right, those just don't exist, and, exist. and they haven't existed for almost a decade since like. Xbox Jack, has never had Jack one. Yeah, they tried yeah. a little bit with Voodoo Vince and one or two others. Our time traveling cat friend, Blinks, of yeah. course. Um, and so, yeah, I think a lot of people who were maybe kids with an N64 uh, played these games are now adults with dispen- uh, disposable income, and so now they're excited. They want this game, and uh, I think this is the cool thing about Kickstarter is that these genres that supposedly faded away can come back. Broken uh, Age. Broken Age, yeah, adventure. absolutely. Um, Even like Amplitude. Carmageddon. Yeah, Reincarnation, yeah Carmageddon, which I'm, Amplitude. Which I'm really excited Yeah, about. totally. Where's no. my GD Act Tracer reboot? <laughs> Kickstart it, Mitch. Who owns it? Does Activision still sitting on that I, one? I think Square does. Really? Square. How did Square get it? Because they owned... So I, Enix, I think, owned the developer. And then when they became married, yeah. uh, they kind of acquired it. Also, I'm not lying to you. I have a design doc in my apartment that is how to make Act Racer 3. <laughs> like, I have all these ideas about like religion and culture and how to combine them into gameplay systems. Love it. If the government finds that, you will be on a no-fly list. <laughs> also, uh, if, don't mail that to anyone because every developer has like a weird policy where they'll just they throw own that it shit now. in the trash. Yep. Yeah. Wait, is uh, that real? Yeah. I mean, they can't. They, they can't look at it. Like, yeah. if they look at it and they use the ideas, I can sue you get them. sued. Oh, weird. Yeah. So, Marty, when this game comes out in three years, I think how happy will you be? I'm going to be very happy. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to come out next fall. Um, well, because you got to... Because now the game is much bigger than the thing they exactly, asked me for. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Is like They announced the date, or they announced the date with that target goal in yeah. mind, right? And then they obliterated that target yeah, goal. Yeah, but obviously other... with the more money, it means they can bring on more staff. It's not just like eight dudes working in a well, room. Well, I think we talked about it on was it just last week's show, right? With uh, Broken Age and with Carmageddon, where... Those games made seven figures, you know, cr- just blew away mm-hmm. their Kickstarter goals, and each ended up needing a ton more, more money, money to get yeah. done. I have a feeling that they had that 
ukulele has venture capital lined up. I hope so. And that this is going to be a big game. So, um, yeah, I mean, take your time. And as long, I mean, it's, you know, there's no saying whether this is going to be good or not. Um, but it's people who made a lot happening. of games that I love. Yeah, I'm super excited. I hope they have a very sort of open uh, development policy. I mean, nothing's going to be as open as the Double Fine stuff, but I would love just to sort of get a peek behind the hood. Yeah. Inside that Komodo, the Komodo dragon. I think you mean it's on the Komono. Komodo. Did I say Komodo? Yep. Yeah. And then you said Komodo dragon. <laughs> you, you doubled down on it, yeah. basically. You knew what you said. <laughs> you knew what you <laughs> said. Don't lie to me, Sleepo. Yeah. You know. All right. Well, yeah, I'm I'm stoked for it too. I would love for, a, yeah, let's let's bring back the mascot platform. Yeah. it's time, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Just like we were, how we were going to buy Blinks till we found out it was a massive pain to yep. even try to do that. Acquiring something sucks. Yeah, <laughs> we were just going to give it to uh, who do we decide? Literally to anybody. Ca- to Cappy, Cappy, right? Yeah. yeah, for free and say make this, dear Nathan. But even acquiring it is well beyond our puny reach. Yeah. One thing, I, ho- I hope Ukulele does what Shovel Knight did, and uh, it'd be cool if there were little uh, platform-specific characters in the game. That would be awesome. Get, get Blinks in the game, get Banyo, oh, get so Banyo in the game, Banyo Kaszutski. It's Polish. <laughs> Banyo Kaczynski. mean bathroom? Ba- no, it's Polish. Yes, it does, though, Mitch. You yes. are correct. You mean bathroom. <laughs> Thank you. Hold on, I gotta hit the Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Take a Mitch. Oh. Shark! Mm-hmm. What can we spend our money on? There's nothing at retail, so Rip. don't even try. Don't even try. Uh, Wolfenstein Old The Old Blood, $20 on the digital front. This game's cool. Yeah. I'm You're reviewing uh, it. I am reviewing it, yes. it's uh, We didn't get it till yesterday, though, the day it came out, uh, which is not – it's just one of those things that sucks that we didn't get to the day. I don't think it's indicative of the quality of the game because right. from what I've played so far, it's pretty good. Have you – so I've seen several really, really great Easter eggs pop yep. up on the internet yep. so see far. them on IGN right now. Yeah. yeah. Mitch and I uh, streamed the game for two hours yesterday, and uh, very early on in the game you could find uh, a soda machine with Nuka-Cola in it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> a guy's driving you around. If you look at his keychain, it's the rocket launcher from Quake 3. Yep. Right. Uh, and then it's the uh, – what what's the Fustro Domans Fustro Domans hat. Yeah, Fustro Domans name is yeah. uh, his Dragonborn hat. And then yeah. uh, Chris Waters from our friends at GameSpot, he had an awesome tweet last night. Uh, apparently, at one point, one of the one of the Third Reich dudes, the Grammar Nazi, yes, yep. the, the, gra- yeah, the Grammar Nazi, Grammar, Grammar Nazi. Nazi. Grammar Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's more weird nightmares where you play through a level of the original Wolfenstein 3D. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. the game's uh, the game's good. It's twenty bucks, right? Twenty bucks, and it's uh, eight chapters. The chapters are about as long as the chapters were in Wolfenstein. So oh, nice. that's so it's probably like five, six hours. More, more. Yeah. yeah. Eight, I when play can that we? Game. When can we read your review? Uh, I'm, my goal is to have it up tomorrow on Thursday by the end of the day. Cool. Um, but yeah. no promises. No promises. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, At least there's no multiplayer to deal with. Nope. Just play it. Yep. Enjoy it. Kill a Nazi and move on. Got Project Root for $7 on Xbox One. Note, it's a shmup. I've never what heard of this that? game. Shoot it's a shoot-em-up. Shoot-em-up. Oh, got it. Pew, 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 pew. Ships. Pew, pew, pew. That is not what <laughs> I thought you meant. <laughs> like an Ikaruga, but probably not as good. Uh, moving on over to the Marketplace. Alpine Stars car pack for Forza Horizon 2. You get six cars. Five dollar, five dollar. Buy five cars, get one free. <laughs> Boom! That's how that works. If that were a Call of Duty map pack, it would be fifty dollars. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about what the games of Cold are. I'm just still angry at them. <laughs> so let's not. No, I'm no. <laughs> Castle Storm Definitive Edition and Pool Nation FX. Those are your games with gold for Xbox One. Mafia Two for the first two weeks, and then F1 2013. It's just if you're 360 plugged in. The last two in, weeks of 
360. You yeah. still have your 360 and it's still plugged in. Give Mafia 2 a shot. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's not like blow your face off amazing, but it's really good. Why if you have an Xbox One, still hooked up? if you have an Xbox One, just download Pool Nation so we don't have to have this again next month. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, please. for the love of God, just download, instigate the download, delete it immediately, just so that this doesn't have to happen again. Microsoft, they, see it's on everyone's machines. they got it. Yeah. yeah, we can move on. Nobody needs it anymore. Let's change it again. I still love the idea that this game is incredible and that we're all just <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 something like Rockstar's Table Tennis. Can we do a Let's actually, Play really Pool cool. Nation? We probably should. No. Yeah, we probably should. Yeah, we probably won't. <laughs> probably should, but we probably won't. Classic. All right. All right. Be right back with Unlock Block Trivia. It is a tight race in the <laughs> uh, for the bragging rights. Be right back. <laughs> Unlock Block. Can you take on the challenge? Yeah! All right. Let's do a little Unlock Block Trivia. Let's do it. Coming for you, Destin. Our winner this week, Emron Ismail, whose gamer tag is... Uh-oh. Let's see. Inugami, Inugami the, the Hound. Hound. All one word. He's from Sugarland, <coughs> Texas. That doesn't sound like a real real place. That sounds like a fake land. Sugarland. That's probably where they bottle Dr. Pepper, if I had Ooh, to imagine. Ooh, delish. So, the question, gentlemen, and I will look Hit up me. the scores momentarily. I did not know this, so he stumped me. Who voiced Marcus Phoenix before John DiMaggio did back in the Gears of War teaser... In 2005, the original Gears well, of War I don't even remember teaser. what the Gears of War teaser was. Yeah, I don't remember. No. No, there was no, was no one was voicing anything in that. That was just the Gary Jules That's song. true. Oh. Wait, so yeah, what was Also, the wasn't teaser? that for a Gears sequel? No, that was for Gears 1. Oh. Yeah, but it was like a launchy thing. Anyway, sorry. So we got Troy Baker, Steve Blum, Nolan North, or Cam Clark, and our scoring, I'm going to have everybody write down their answers again. That seemed to go well last week. I'm Mitch and Sean, the shark, with six points. Destin, still tied for the lead despite never being on the show anymore. Tied with Marty, seven points. I will hand you the pen, Sean. Boom. Let you do your thing. So, who was the original voice of Marcus Phoenix in the Gears of War teaser in 2005 before John DiMaggio came in and brought his, oh, come ons, into the world? Was it Troy Baker, Steve Blum, Nolan North, or Cam Clark? Why do you write so much? Definitively. Scribbling. The shark writing, Marty writing, everybody's done. All right, I will go. Let's see. Since uh, Mitch is in tied for second place, I'm going to go to him first. I went with Steve Bloom. Steve Bloom is kind of ubiquitous. He is in everything. You've heard okay. him. You know his he's, voice. You might not know who he is. Uh, Spike, he's, right? Yep. Spike, Spike Spiegel from Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop. Bebop. He's currently Garazeb Aurelius in Star Wars Rebels. Sure. Uh, he's just a giant purple monster. Mm-hmm. Shark? I have zero idea. My inclination was to say Nolan North because he's in everything. But then I was like, Nolan North's so good. Why would they replace him? Mm. And this was a while ago, so I'm going to take the next person I know. Is Troy? So Troy Baker apparently not good enough to be. This was baby to, Troy Baker. This was yeah. Before this was young Troy, Troy, Troy Baker. This was Baker babies. Troy Baker went before Troy Baker babies. They'll make our dreams really, come that's, true. They're both just equal shots in the dark for yeah. me. So Marty, uh, I went with D. Cam Clark, my good my, friend Mitch, and for me, Liquid Snake. I uh, was the voice of Liquid Snake and Leonardo DiCaprio, the Ninja Turtle. <laughs> so this is the one I. I was torn between Steve Bloom and Cam Clark because Cam Clark, I feel like he's a guy who is not in everything. He's not like the go-to guy for stuff. So you might use him as a temp or someone who gets yeah. replaced by John DiMaggio. Yeah. But Steve Bloom, he has got that, that tough guy voice. Yeah. Mm. All right. We do have a winner for this week, and we now have a three-way tie for Woo! first as Mitch Dyer the moves boom. into a three-way tie for Bummer. first. <laughs> Steve Blum is the correct answer. Well done, Mitch. 
please pick those Back up. Thank you, Steve Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like a shot to stump the panel and to win yourself a video game of some sort, send your Xbox-related trivia question. Include four multiple-choice answers, noting the correct one in your email. To where, Mitch? Unlocked at IGN.com. Brilliant stuff. Most of the you listen to the show on podcasts, iTunes, wherever that place is. I don't know what I was starting to say right there. That, really went, that really went terribly wrong. I was going to say most of you listen to the show on Podcast Unlocked. Like, I should hope so. And you just somehow so. you go right back into the intro. We're in this like we're stuck in a time loop. Like, <laughs> welcome to Podcast Unlocked episode three. So yeah, uh, iTunes. Search the iTunes store for Podcast Unlocked, and you can click the subscribe button. Get the show nice and easy every week. It's also on full video now. If you want to just watch the show, you can do that on YouTube, on IGN, or the IGN Xbox One app, which has now been updated to uh, tell you which button it is to go full screen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So I encourage you to check out our Xbox One app. It was a good app. It is. And that's it. I think we we're done. Yeah. We did I want to go to uh, Shark real quick. Oh, IGN Prime, right. I'm obliged to tell you about that. If you haven't already subscribed and you're not super sick of me telling you about it, 30 bucks a year gets you, uh, well, it keeps us here for num- number one. Number two, it gets you no ads before videos on IGN, and it gets you far fewer ads on the IGN webpage as well. It's, so great. That's pretty much what it's good for, uh, if nothing else. But you do also get free PC or iOS games each month, and the occasional beta access to a cool beta for a video game. So go to IGN.com slash Prime for that. Now I go to Sean Finnegan for plugs. Follow me on Twitter, at I'm Finnegan. Also my Instagram, at I'm Finnegan. But we also launched this really cool product today called The History of Awesome. Oh, yeah. Go see it on IGN. Come listen to us talk about why 1977 and every year subsequently thereafter up until now uh, was huge for pop culture. It's yeah. actually a very, very fascinating discussion. Obviously, 77 is a big year, and without Star Wars and other things and like Atari. IGN, may yeah. not even be here. Yeah, Atari. Yeah. yeah. So we're it's going to be uh, we're going to have we're counting up from 1977 to to now, and uh, every week we're going to have a different year. Yeah. Obviously, so, so next week will be 78, 78, but it's a big package of like a really great hour long discussion about yeah. the rad movies and games and toys and comics that and came books, out that year and, and books. Yeah, yeah. Um, along with some some great like interactive timeline stuff and fun facts about the years uh so it's a really cool thing yeah you can if uh once we get to the 80s you'll see me on a couple of shows yeah me too yeah we're pulling in uh people from ign globally so yeah very cool stuff i'm not on until the 90s no only 90s kids will remember sean finnegan mm-hmm. <laughs> marty sleva yes all the way you can follow me at mcbiggity uh i am yeah. two g's two t's two g's two t's uh yeah tomorrow or uh for sure, Friday morning, uh, read my and watch my Wolfenstein The Old Blood review. That's a game where you kill a Nazi and a dog. And you steal dog food. And we stole dog food. Please go watch mine and Marty's two-hour stream of Wolfenstein The Old yeah. Blood because it is some good Where we stuff. stopped killing dogs and just stole their food and yep. stuck past them. Wow. Yeah. If you That's... eat the dog food, it gives you five points. I asked Marty to stop <laughs> killing all the dogs and he just started stealing all their food. Yeah. That is actually worse. But you're starving but them to death. I did kill things, other things in the room. So oh, when they wake up, food. they could just eat the humans. They can eat some Nazis. All right. Well, that's they probably would actually prefer that. Yeah. Well, mostly I'm sure Nazis fresh meat. taste So great. would the Nazis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mitch Dyer. Uh, Ryan, you and I went to Boston last month, and we, we got to see and play Rock Band Four, 
We also got to do a lot of other stuff that you're going to see throughout the month of May. Uh, so right now, today, as we record this, my vocals feature went up, so you can learn all about the new singing features. And they're doing a lot for. of interesting things with the vocals. Yeah, uh, and then throughout the month, we're going to have all sorts of stuff about like the new game engine, uh, the RPG-esque campaign. Song reveals, of course. Yeah, song reveals. Uh, next week, keep an eye out. Ryan and I played a canceled rock band game. That is true. Ooh. A rock band so. game. Like they, It got so far, it was in a playable state, so yeah, they let us play it. it. They let us play a lot of it. Yeah, they were very brave. Yes. So we'll. Oh, and then the big one, which I'll I'll add on there is next Friday, May fifteenth, oh, yes. noon Pacific. For one hour, we will have the world gameplay debut of Rock Band Four. We're just going to play it here in the studio. Harmonix is coming out, so see it in action for real. Uh, chance to win some Rock Band Four swag packs that Harmonix <clears throat> is kindly bringing with them. And ask the ask the harmonics guys questions. Ask us questions. Yeah, we'll be be playing it. It's gonna be a good day. You can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. And yeah, I'm just working on all the rock band stuff with Mitch. That's pretty much it. You're you're also already listening to the other thing I do, which is the show. So thanks. Ooh, also I just remembered yeah. Marty and I are working on a feature about a indie game called Oxenfree. Yeah, I have no idea if this game is coming to is Xbox. Is it a sequel to Ali Ali? Ali Ali colon Oxenfree. Very good. Uh, I don't know if this game's coming to Xbox One. We don't know anything about it except that it's coming this year, and we played a demo of it, and it's incredible. Yeah. It's, uh, so go look that up on IGN. Yep. Yeah, super amazing. Yeah. Sweet. Big fans of that game already. Mm-hmm. Love it. And that's it. This is episode 194 in the books. Be back next week for 195. Uh, actually, I will say so. Still no. So end, end of June... Do we? What can we say, Marty? Do we even know what we can say yet no. about the? We can say end because stuff keeps changing. Uh, end of June, <laughs> we're doing a joint uh, live in San Francisco. Uh, Unlock two hundred, beyond four hundred, big podcast. Which you're invited up, to. Funzy extravaganza. Eight, eight person podcast. And eight. We're not doing an eight person <laughs> podcast. Damn it, Sean. Uh, yeah. So we're we're ironing out details. I know it's annoying. I know we're getting close. Uh, we will have. Lock down things soon. Keep it locked. Don't yell at us. I'm sorry. I know. It's going to be good. I will say, though, definitively, the E3 edition of Podcast Unlocked, just I just locked some, the final piece of the puzzle just clicked into place yesterday. I didn't know this. I have a really, well, you know what oh, it I is. Oh, I do though. now. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. so the, this, the E3 edition of Podcast Unlocked will be very different and I think very special. Mm-hmm. I'm actually really, really excited about it. So yep. um, look out for that. And hopefully that's going to be a live thing, not with like an audience, but you know, broad stream as a live. part of the live stream. Yeah, but yeah. I can't guarantee that part yet. But you'll definitely be able to that see is it the plan. and listen, yeah. listen to it. So that'll be great. Uh, more on that soon. For Marty Sleva, the Shark, and Mitch Dyer, I'm Ryan McCaffrey, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.